I'm Becky Hennessy. This is Living Through Episode 71, Betrayal, Trauma, and Pandemics. Hey there. This is Living Through, a podcast for partners who have been betrayed, who are living through as they recover and heal and reconnect. Hey, welcome back. I I am really glad you're here. My whole intention for this thing that I'm creating here is to give you a place where you can just settle in, where you can know that you belong here and where you can have courage to connect, even though it's really scary to do so. I want to create a space where you can know, even if it's only for about 30 minutes a week, that you are not alone that you're not alone in how you feel, in what you think, and in what you do, that you're not alone in the hot mess that is life and that is parenting and relationshiping and Christianing and all the things. This thing here, this place, hopefully it can give you the chance to recognize how far you've come in your own healing and in your own recovery and can hopefully connect that wisdom that you've obtained there to everyday life because it is wisdom and wisdom comes when you live through and boy oh boy have you lived through. I've debated on whether or not to speak to the 2020 shenanigans. It is so much more than a pandemic. It is a complete Jumanji of things. But the deeper and deeper I get into the year, the more and more I feel this contradiction of feelings and emotions. And I'm realizing that had I not become aware of the betrayal in my life, this year actually would have been much different for me. One gift that 2020 has given is it's given a baseline for what trauma feels like to some folks who have never experienced it. So people are now able to see and understand what it's like to have your world completely change in an instant. Everything you knew, everything you had planned, everything you'd hoped for, all gone at no fault of your own. This year has actually been harder for me and maybe for you because since I've become aware of betrayal in my life, I find uncertainty and unpredictability and the unknown to be really, really hard. Now, I know that there are many people who don't like uncertainty or unpredictability or the unknown, but we, we who have navigated betrayal, we find those things to be next level hard. Our trauma response goes off like crazy in times like this, given our life experiences. What's going to happen next? A pandemic, quarantine, an earthquake? No one knows and no one can give any timelines and nobody can make it stop. Will there be school in the fall now that kids are back in school? Is it going to last? Can I turn down this street downtown or will there be a burning police car? How do I continue to have the conversation that I've been having with my children about racism and privilege with my family, with my kids? What happened to the murder hornets? Why is nobody talking about the murder hornets? And now China is sending us seeds. The list goes on and on and on. And the only thing that we find we really know is that we don't really know much. 
I also think that 2020 has created some real difficulty in my self-care. I'm not talking the treat yourself kind of self-care. No, I'm talking the daily habits that help create and maintain spiritual and emotional and physical and relational wellness kind of self-care. So my dailies took a big hit when everything shut down and caved in and sat that way for this undisclosed amount of time. My go-tos, time alone, my routines, when I move my body, how I move my body, what I put into my body, boundaries with work, boundaries with others. Holy cannoli, I have seen why my dailies and why my deep self-care has been so freaking important in my healing. And I've seen it go from rock solid, for the most part, after the house fire of betrayal, to feeling like I'm on jello, or maybe like I'm actually in that jello. The other thing that has really stung this year is all of the shifts in connection. Physical touch isn't my primary love language, but man, I miss hugging people and being hugged. And I miss sitting close to people. And I miss going and grabbing a drink with a friend or being able to have the kids run down the road to see if friends can play. I've missed, okay, are pigs flying right now? I don't think so. (laughs) I have missed girls camp. I missed hanging out with the youth from my church. I have been disconnected from my own in-person therapy for a while. I've had my spouse home working along my side for a while and my kids home all the time for a while and was going nuts with all of the connection. And now my spouse is working back outside of the home and the kids are back in school. And now I'm feeling all kinds of disconnection because they're not around. How I connect to God, how I connect to myself, how I connect to others, this is all shifted. And then again, shifted. And then one more time, shifted just for good measure. And in healing for me, connection to my God, myself and others, that's been really crucial. There is beauty in recognizing why the last six months have been extra hard for me, extra hard for us. We're not asking for a pity party. We're not asking for some martyrdom award. We're not being a victim. We're not whining. But saying that it's been hard and that it's okay and totally fair and legitimate in no way makes another's hard less than or is complaining this whole mess that is 2020 it's been exceptionally hard. Now, there have also been some things I feel like I've rocked at probably better than I would have had I not had the awareness of the betrayal I did before this year, had I not started that healing I did before this year. Everyone, everyone across the globe is talking about having to figure out how to do life amidst this new normal. But not everyone knows how to do that. We know how to recognize, rectify, establish, navigate, and live through a new normal. Our lives, the lives of those who have gone through betrayal, will never be exactly the same as they were before we knew. That is hard. That's hard. And that generates a lot of grief. As we process through that and get to a place of acceptance, we know that we can get cut off at the knees and somehow we can still stand up. 
We are specialists, experts at new normal. I know, you know, we know what trauma response or survival response feels like in our bodies. We know what it feels like when those things are activated and we know what that is and what is going on there. We not only know what it feels like, but we are learning how to communicate it when we're triggered and what to do for ourselves when we're triggered. We are noticing our bodies. We're noticing what we need, how we need, when we need. It doesn't make those activators, those triggers, those cues go away. It just means we know how to navigate those. Another thing that we know is we know surrender. Not just have the knowledge of it or understand it, but we have experienced it. We have wisdom in it. We have grown into turning to God for all things, for all comfort, for all direction, for all validation. We have grown into allowing him to take our heaviest parts. We've yoked ourselves with him. I was reading this passage in one of Emily Bell Freeman's books, y'all. I just love her. She has become one of my closest spiritual teachers, and she, I'm blessed. She has no clue who I am or that she is that for me. You know those kinds of folks. I am rereading her book called Even This, and there is this chapter where she talks about being in therapy and sitting there with her husband and just waiting to be imparted with the wisdom of her therapist or advice or whatever. And the therapist tells her the story. I'm going to share it with y'all because holy cannoli, did it just completely sink into my soul. She says, this is referring to her therapist. He begins to tell us about an auction, a farmer's auction, where people are buying pigs and sheep and oxen. They file into the arena to be sold, each owner entering with his livestock, and the oxen enter the arena last. They are brought into the arena in matching pairs, yoked together, ready to pull. Each team is harnessed to the heavy load in the middle of the arena, and before the auctioning begins, they pull the load forward. When they're done, the auctioneer begins calling and the numbers are raised, one after the other, until each team is sold. The teams came out in order. Those who can pull the most weight are saved for the last. The longer the night wears on, the more beautiful the pairs become. Matching height, matching weight, even the color of their coats, matching. Finally, the auctioneer calls for the last team to be brought out. An old man enters the arena before the pair. The farmer, stooped with age stands calm. His team follows behind. As they enter the ring, a murmur moves through the crowd. People begin to scoff. Some laugh out loud. One ox is huge. By far the biggest ox that has entered the arena that evening. His legs are powerful. His shoulder muscles hardened with use. The yoke barely finds room to rest just behind his massive head. The other ox pales in comparison. The animal is small and scrawny. It looks malnourished. Not only is it dwarfed by its counterpart, the yoke hangs heavily across its back. The farmer harnesses them to the load and then adds more weight. More weight than any team has pulled so far. Then he calls to the oxen to move. With one accord, they begin the work of it, moving in sync, fluid, each one making up for the weakness of the other, pulling the heavy load. 
a hush fills the stadium seats. The unexpectedness of it leaves the spectators in awe. And then the auctioneer begins to call one by one. The numbers raise. The team sells for the highest price of any team that evening. She goes on to talk about how when she hears this, she knows exactly who she is in that pair. And then she ends the chapter by saying, I am the weakest one. And for some reason, the Lord has agreed to be yoked with me. The idea of it brings me to my knees. He will have to pull harder, lead stronger, push longer because of my weakness. And still he extends the invitation. Take my yoke. Yes, 2020 has been unpredictable. It's been uncertain and unknown. Yes, we may have gone off the rails because we were hit in the face by the 2022 by four. Yes, we aren't connecting the same, but we have done unpredictable and uncertain and unknown. And we have been knocked off the rails at no fault of our own. And we have felt disconnection and we have stood up. We may be clinging to something to bear the weight. We are that weaker ox in the yoke. But when we are yoked to him, to our God, to our Jesus Christ, that will always be the case for everyone. We can do new normal. We can do triggers. We can do surrender. 2020 has nothing on us, you guys. We've lived through our own personal Jumanjis, and we are strong, and we are wise, and we are capable. So take note, 2020, and every year after that. Our God is bigger than anything you are going to throw at us. And with that, I'm going to challenge you to keep living through whatever that looks like for you this next week. Until we meet again, my friends. 